Hey listeners, it's Keith from Evertrue. Evertrue is the end-to-end solution for insight, outreach, and analytics for higher ed advancement and stewardship teams around the world. Recently, we launched Evertrue Studios, Advancement's very first media hub, where subscribers have access to over 100 hours of free, on-demand original series and podcasts, all created with fundraisers in mind. Check us out at evertrue.com backslash studios. I'm Kim Naoni, and this is Mentorship Matters, a podcast that examines the current and future landscape of fundraising leaders and the power of inclusive mentorship in investment. Today, it's my honor and privilege to speak with my longtime friend, a newly minted athletic director at Murray State University, Mr. Nico Yanka. Nico, welcome, my friend. How are you doing? Thanks, Kim. It's great to be with you, man. Great to see your face and uh, catch up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Congratulations again. This is, this journey has been a long time coming, and I'm so glad that to see you in this role at your alma mater doing big things. So uh, what a story. What a story. No, I appreciate it, man. It's uh, It's been a fast, you know, it's been just over two months since we were announced uh, here, and, and, you know, we've been on the job for about seven weeks. My wife and daughter are up here now, so we're all getting acclimated to the best we can, but I'll tell you what. To come back and serve your alma mater, uh, that's something very special to me. This place obviously means a lot to me personally, but also to so many, and to help shape the story of, of Murray State University on our 100th year. This is our centennial year. Uh, things are really you know, mapped out so beautifully, and I'm really excited to play a part of this. So it's, it's, it's an awesome homecoming, if you will. Oh, absolutely. It's outstanding. So life has truly come full circle for you. I mean... Let's go back to your time as an athlete. You play quarterback at Murray State. Talk about your experience as an athlete. What was meaningful about that experience that influenced your decision to pursue a career in athletic administration? Absolutely. You know, I, I was lucky enough to, to be a starting quarterback here at Murray State back in 2008, 2009. And for me, my journey was really unique. I would say I had a couple injuries that uh, I tore both my ACLs and came back to start after each of those injuries. And, and during my senior year on the field, I began to earn my, my master's degree. So that was a unique path back then, you know, and, and for me, looking back at it, it is it was special because the people that really supported me in my journey then are really still in my life today. And, and one of those guys is actually uh, one of my right hands here. His name's Matt Kelly, and, and he really set me on a, a unique path. Um, to where I initially engaged in, in coaching for a moment and decided yes. this, this wasn't for me. I wanted to, to find <laughs> my own way and maybe uh, find my own path forward outside of coaching, but still impact lives because that was the coolest thing, right? You know, yeah, absolutely. When, when the game's over, uh, you, you don't miss the plays, right? You miss the, the, the people in the locker room, you miss the relationships. And for me, <clears throat> I wanted to pay it forward. Right. And so I had an opportunity to get on the administrative side, and uh, it, it was so neat to see the actual impacts and the inner working of an athletics department and its role on a campus. And that really set me forward and, and launched me uh, into this space of, of fundraising and advancement. And, you know, I never looked back. We fell in love with it. And, and as you know, that's a big part of this job, as, as it is yours and so many on a college campus is really tapping into people's passion and aligning, aligning those with our you know, projects and, and uh, you know, everything we do from a higher education component. So we're really excited to come back. And uh, again, for me, coming back full circle, 
being a quarterback here, two degrees, uh, having a tremendous career throughout that period in between, uh, you know, to come back and, and truly pay it forward is, is made this so special to me. And to do that alongside my wife and, and our daughter, Cheney, we're really, really blessed here, man. No, man, you could, you couldn't think of a better place to, uh, to raise a family and, uh, you know, uh, be, better circumstance. I mean, your daughter gets to grow up uh, at, a, at a campus community where you essentially you, you that, that, that shaped the, the man you are today. I mean, it's, it's, it's just outstanding. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Murray State's a special, special place. I, I love living in Murray. You know, my, my wife and daughter are really uh, getting acclimated. My wife isn't too far from here. Obviously you met Marnie when we were working together at Mizzou yes. and, and uh, she went to Mizzou, but you know, she grew up, you know, around the Murray community. So being so familiar to us, but also knowing that my experiences here on this campus, uh, you know, I, I say this to people all the time since I've been back, everything I have in my life are, are based off three things. My support system and my family, uh, my work ethic, right, that I would say I, I got through the sport of football. And then finally, it's Murray State University. It gave me the platform that, you know, truly transformed my life sports trajectory. And I'm forever grateful. I hear you, man. I feel the same way uh, when I think of my experience as a, at Nebraska and, uh, you know, being a Cornhusker. Every time I hear there's no place like Nebraska, you, know, you get I get chills down my spine because I, I I've lived that experience and uh, there's never been anything they've asked me to do that I said no. I get that I get that call from uh, you know Phonathon. Hey, can you give hundred bucks? Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, so it, it, there's something special uh, yeah. when you go back and you can see uh, the the professors that used to uh, you know yeah. they, you can see the cafeteria employees that are still there and uh yeah. <laughs> the restaurant the student union they used to go to still there yeah. and yeah. Uh, there's yeah. something, something beautiful about that so along this journey uh talk to me about uh the role mentorship has played in your career it it's it's probably played a bigger role than and than i i honestly couldn't even i can't shine a light on it enough i'll put it that way so for me mentorship and my support system have really given me an opportunity to, to really set myself apart in this industry. And I like to say it this way, we're all a product of our, our experiences and things we've been exposed to. Well, without good mentors in our life and people who really take us under their wing and really groom us and show us the way, we don't have those opportunities. And, and very randomly, can you just get lucky and land upon these opportunities anymore, whether it be higher education or in any industry. So for me, I've been beyond blessed to have multiple mentors in my life. And, and, you know, the first two are certainly my mom and my dad, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. My, my dad was in the air force. My mom uh, was a teacher. So learning the value of, of discipline and education through them really set me apart. But uh, throughout my professional journey, there's been two people in particular um, that have really been tremendous supporters of, of, of me. And that was my first job outside of Murray State was at North Carolina State with the Wolfpack Club. And Bobby Purcell uh, is, is certainly one of those people that gave me my first chance to get my feet wet in this industry, learn truly the, the foundation and, and the fundamentals of, of athletics fundraising and its role on a campus and the importance of servant leadership. And then that led me to Mizzou where I got to work directly with Mike Alden, who, when you look at the, the Mount Rushmore of athletics directors, you know, Mike's on that. And, 
And for me to work with a guy like that for, for nearly seven years was a tremendous part of my experience. And obviously, uh, Mike put me in positions and put me in rooms where I, I had no business being in. But uh, I'm that's forever. My, that's, that's Mike, man. Mike, yep. uh, you know, I, I, I always when I think of Mike, I think of the man with the best hair in the business. <laughs> you know, I mean, that hair is on point. And also how he uh, how he how he essentially gave you guys the opportunities yeah. to to do amazing things at an age where most people don't get those opportunities. Oh. But I mean, he has he has the foresight to see uh, something in you and yeah. say, you know what? Hey, these guys, th these guys are all athletes. They're all ballers. I, if I, I throw I throw them in the in the pit, they'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. No. And that, that's how Mike was. You know, he he wanted you to be competitive. And if if you had that. Uh, intrinsic motivation and if you had the it factor or if you had the willingness just to want to learn and get better and wanted to impact people and and lead a team he was gonna he was gonna empower you to do it now he was gonna hold you accountable too now oh yeah um but but from that end you know we learned so much and he put me in positions even beyond the athletics fundraising space which really gave me a much more broad oversight and, and impact in our athletics department there at missouri um, and for me, that was unique also going for, through the Big 12 to the SEC transition, which you were a part of that journey as well as we, we embarked on that as a campus. So what a wonderful opportunity Mike gave me and and still is, is in my corner today. Uh, trust me, he's one of the first phone calls I make when I need to think through something, uh, you know, a little bit more challenging and whether that be personal or professional. And, and that's where, again, mentorship is the most important thing you can lean on in this industry and, and, and in life, man. And, and for me to, to be able to pick up the phone and call two Titans of industry. And there's so many others, right? You know, this yeah, is, absolutely. this yeah, is so past man. those yeah. two. So those are just two cornerstones in my, my journey, but man, I could go on and on about the people who opened up a door for me or spoke on my behalf in rooms I wasn't in and, and uh, certainly provided me the opportunity eventually to accelerate, you know, my career and, you know, really become the youngest athletic director, division one athletics director in the country. And, and that's, that's because people put me in position to take advantage of great opportunities. You couldn't have said it better. Now I want you to, I want you to share a story. I know the story, but you and you and Mike were more than just mentor mentee, <laughs> but uh, you did something very special that uh, uh, he essentially owes his life to you. So uh, sh share with our audience uh, that story that we all know. The, <laughs> Well, what are you talking about here? The plane I, I, trip? <laughs> no, I'm talking. I'm talking about when when he uh, when he found out uh, when he when when he was having a health situation, and uh, you had uh, the quick uh, thought of saying, "No, we got to go to the hospital." And then uh, you remember that one? Yeah, yeah. No, we we uh, you know there was there was some stuff going on. You know, he and I hit the road early and often, and and uh, we had to make sure that. Um, we had to make sure before we were, were resuming around and getting going that that we needed to get him taken care of there. And it, luckily enough, it wasn't anything too serious, but I'm really glad, um, you know, everything worked out for him. But no, trust me, that's Mike's. There's even further stories on that. Here's actually a funnier one for you. Um, when my wife, Marnie, and I got married, we were living in Louisiana at the time. And obviously her being a Mizzou grad, we, we wanted to get married back in, in Columbia. We actually got married at Roachport in the, at the winery there. Yep. Uh, and Mike, <laughs> we called on Mike, uh, just not having a church or anything back that way in Columbia anymore. 
to where Mike officiated our wedding for us. So that just oh, wow. tells you the relationship we have with that guy. Is, uh, we had a blast doing that. No, he's uh, he's an outstanding fella. I mean, I really uh, I really respect uh, the heck out of him. So uh, we've talked about uh, about Mike and uh, you know Mr. Maggard is another guy who uh, you know I, I hold uh, with, with uh, tremendous respect uh, no for uh, for what he stands for and uh, what he does uh, in the in, in the business. Uh, so as you think about it, you know, oftentimes you hear leaders talk about this is my why, this is what I do, what I do. So if I was to ask you, what is your why and how does that influence your leadership style? For, for me, and I go back to paying it forward, right? Everything I have in my world is, is tied to um, my experiences that, that the sport of football, but also college athletics gave to me, right? Um, it, it gave me an ability to learn an identity outside of sport. It gave me an ability to have a network that, that will serve me for a lifetime. It gave me two degrees from a tremendous institution. And for me, that was what really set me forth was the ability to, to see that impact firsthand, but knowing and witnessing what it did for my teammates and people that I knew and, and how sport and really higher education, it's really a fascinating enterprise. And for me, you have you know the, the power and visibility of collegiate athletics and what it can do to, to, to provide opportunities for young people. You have the transformative power of higher education and what, what that degree stands for, but not just the degree, the experiences that you get on this campus. And Amen. then we have, that, we have that match with the responsibility to make value-based decisions and responsible decisions every single day. And when you, when you marry all that together, for me, that's what makes this enterprise so special, right? And I'll just talk about higher education. You know, my role is just one pillar within that massive structure. Yeah. And, and for me, that's what's really fascinating about this is to be able to be a part of the mission of a university, to, to serve a president's vision and work alongside constituents. You know, universities were here long before us and they're gonna be here long after us. Oh, so yes. to have a role serving on, the, on these campuses really special and to know that you're impacting lives and we talk about this all, all the time Kim is um, my vision for our athletics department obviously you know we're going to be a, be a prominent nationally uh, division one athletics program and, and continue to accelerate our tradition of excellence but but most importantly is we're going to serve our, our student athletes from recruitment through retirement and when we live in that every single day Man, that that's something special. When you know that you've changed uh, some young people's life, you know, for, forever and their their families' lives, I think that's so special. So that's that's my why professionally, personally, man. Look, there's nothing there's nothing that changes the the commitment that I have to my wife and, and my daughter Cheney. And uh, we just found out we got a little boy on the way, so we're fired up about that. There we go. Hey, man, but, that's that that congratulations. That is thank you, man. That's perfect. I mean, that yeah. is just perfect. We're excited. And uh, and so when, when you get home after these long days, man, and you get to go and hug them and, and uh, just see the smile on their faces, you know, it, it just it all it just pours into that why. Right. And for me, uh, that's why we do what we do, man, is it, just to impact people. And, and that's the most special part of this industry and really our enterprise. Yeah, I, I tell I tell my team everywhere I've been, I said, man, family, family comes mm -hmm. first. I mean, we, we we don't we do this for our institutions and things like that. But at the end of the day, if your family life is not balanced, 
you know, it's not, it, it's going to be, it's going to be all for nothing. I mean, I remember back when I was at Mizzou, uh, one, one of our uh, stewardship assistants, uh, her mother was at, was at a group home in Iowa. And so she said, well, you know, my mom has not been doing too well, uh, but I have all these batches I need to do. I think I'm going to go there on Monday. Yeah. I said, well, let's stop and think, is this work going to be here on Monday? Yes, it's going to. Your mom is in Iowa and she's not doing too hot. You, you got to leave right now. Well, I don't have yes. vacation. I said, well, let me worry about that. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You know, you go right ahead and go to Iowa. Yeah. She goes to Iowa and literally that evening was the last time she saw a mother alive. Mother passed away the very next morning. So wow. had she stayed uh, on, uh, yeah. then, you know, I mean, she would have, she would have missed the chance to say goodbye. Yeah. And I, oftentimes I think about that and uh, you know, how, at times we put our priorities in the wrong, in, in the wrong bucket. You know what I mean? We go, go, go. I mean, especially yeah. in our field, yeah, no you, you don't have that balance. I mean, you go, 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 go. You're at this event, you're at that event, you're traveling, you're yeah. this, you're that. I mean, I look at myself right now. I do a lot of that, uh, but I don't have a family. Mm-hmm. And I, if I did, then I would have to recalibrate that mm-hmm. because you can't leave the life of being a road warrior in a suitcase and you don't even, you know, you don't, you don't see your family. So yeah. I tell people part of, as they're thinking about the, the future and their career aspirations, they want to, yeah. you know, advance into leadership yeah. early on and early on in your, in your journey, start carving out family yeah. time, have that good work-life balance. It's, it's important. It's more important than you realize too. the, the older you get what, and it's not, you know, it's family time. It's also just time to recharge, right? You know, we, yeah. We focus so much on results. I mean, let's let's be honest. This is a results, uh, you know, driven industry. Even though it's a, it it's relationship centered, right? We're all donor centric here. But at the end of the day, you know, there's results that that we have to focus on, and you got to be able to recharge yourself and spend time with your family because it will it'll make you a better leader on your campus within your team, and uh, and ultimately, you know, it'll. The, the satisfaction when you come home from a long, a long day of work, man. And I'm just telling you, you walk home and, and you see your kid and, and uh, you know, your spouse or whoever it might be in your life, you know, it just, it lights you up. So no doubt, man, that's, that's a very special part. And, and absolutely family comes first. So if you are advising someone who's early in their career and they see themselves as being a future athletic director, uh, they really want to, you know, and, and they know, Hey, in order to be a, a, a third, uh, an athletic director, you got to put in your time, you got to do whatever. If you're advising somebody who's thinking about that, what would you tell them based on your journey? Well, I, I'm not just saying this because it's the name of the podcast here, but get yourself a mentor or two or three, but, but be authentic about it, right? Um, you know, mentors come into your life in all different ways, right? Sometimes uh, just, just naturally and through an organic relationship, sometimes you never know who you reach out to might be down the road and, and they might take a vested interest in you and help you out. Um, you know, I, I think that's, that's the key. And again, I'll, I'll say it again, we're all a product of our experiences, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you've got to be able to lean into the individuals. And now, now mentorship's a two-way street, right? And you might not, not ever be able to pay that mentor back, but you've got to be engaged. You got to do your part. Don't just pick up the phone when you need to get a job. Pick up that exactly. phone and check in, pick up in the phone and keep them updated. They, they're, they're already making a commitment to you in the relationship. You've got to work it too now. And, and they're not going to make an investment 
without seeing what the return is. And that return might ne not necessarily be something for them. The return is is the excitement and seeing you succeed. Mm -hmm. and, oh, yeah. and, you, and you've got to know that, you know, I, we talk about this all the time where opportunities come up and, and people will call and say, man, I haven't reached out to so-and-so in, in years. And I'm going, well, you yeah. know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Right. And, and that's where the beauty, the beauty of our world is relationships matter, right? Mentorship matters and, and find people who want to, to, to be there for you and, and make sure it's genuine and authentic and, and, and that, you know, you're aligned with them and that they really are committed to making you the best version of yourself. Okay. But also don't stop there, right? Pass it, pass it back, right? Go and go and help forward. somebody else out. Pay it forward. Absolutely. Take Pay on forward. Every, everybody can mentor that intern. You know, you might not be the, the, the vice president or the assistant vice president or the director of athletics. You might be the entry level assistant director of regional development, right? Hey, mm -hmm. I guarantee there's a GA or a student worker in that office who wants to learn. And I'm telling you, you're going to open up doors for that person that are going to pay it forward. And, and that's, that's what this is about, man. And, you know, from there, I would just tell you that the only other thing I would say is, is be participatory, right? You know, get involved, whether it be in, in unique parts of campus, whether it be unique parts of your community, whether it be just showing up at events, um, take an interest in exposing yourself to more areas just outside of what you're paid to be the practitioner of, okay? Get involved Absolutely. in other things. That's going to help you learn different perspective. That's going to learn as you're, you're going to learn other components of campus that are going to make you, just because this is a fundraising-based podcast, that's going to help you become a better fundraiser. Trust me, I take a walk every Sunday on our campus just to see the wonderful things going on, right? Yeah, I try nice. to make sure I'm connected with every other part of campus because our job is to tell the story of our institutions, right? Precisely. And for me, participate, get involved, be in tune and aligned with your campus. And again, find a mentor and, uh, and, and I'll be cheering for you. Amen. Amen. I mean, I could, you, you, man, you nailed it. I mean, you hit it right in the head. Mentoring matters, mm -hmm. be, being intentional matters. And uh, the two-way street. I mean, we we I did a podcast uh, with uh, Dexter Bailey, my mentor, one of my many mentors, and we were talking about this. Uh, if I'm making time to mentor you, that you should be proactive in reaching out, not just when you need a job, mm -hmm. and also you know respect the time that somebody's devoting, and uh, have specific things that you need, and yeah. use that person as a you know as a as a sort of like a. Uh, somebody you can bounce bounce ideas. I mean, I have like five or six people that I always talk to when I'm considering a job opportunity. You know, yeah. I'll ask, "What do you think of this?" So it's sort of like my my committee of advisors. I call them. That's and, it. I got uh, the same. Yeah, yeah. You, got, you have to because you have to have those people that are gonna you know as they talk about the military cover your six right. They yeah. know you better than anybody else, and they'll say, "Man, yeah. don't do this. This is not yeah. you. This is not yeah. ideal." And yep. uh, so it's it's absolutely critical. So as we wrap this up, two key takeaways from your journey that you'd like to share with the audience. Oh, man. Um, it, there are days where you might feel as though um, it's just a grind, right? And mm -hmm. you're plugging away and you're plugging away. But you've got to be able to understand, particularly in our world, you know, the past three, four years here have been unique, right? And our enterprise has faced more challenges that, than we've, we've known. But look, it's still standing, right? We're still here. We're still doing yep. all right. 
And one thing I will tell you just from my experiences, whether it be as a fundraiser, as a deputy AD, now as an athletics director, you're going to face challenges. But the key is to live in your vision, not your circumstances. And, and I can apply that to a hundred different stories uh, through my journey, but that's our job as fundraisers. That's, that's our job as higher education professionals is to live in that vision, not our circumstances. Okay. We're, uh, we're dealers of hope, right? And, uh, and for me, those are my, my best stories come from, you know, the most challenging times when your back's up against the wall and uh, all hope might be lost. But then you continue to believe and you chop away and and something beautiful comes of it. And for me, that was something that happened for us at Louisiana. You know, we had a really unique situation where uh, and this happened a few times at Missouri, where we had some fan apathy or some frustrations. And, you know, we had some struggles on the field and in the community. And we started doing the next right thing. Right. We just focused on the next right thing. And sure enough, you know, uh, whether it be at Louisiana and you become a top 25 football program year in, year out, uh, or at Missouri when you win two back-to-back SEC East championships, you know, there's a lot of special things that come from just living in the vision and not focusing on your circumstances because it's easy to do it. But oh yeah, keep doing the next best thing. Do the next right thing, and I promise you it'll all come together. Well, there you have it, friends. I'm Kim Naoni. Thank you for tuning in to Mentorship Matters. We'll see you soon.